Welcome to the Ben Men Podcast. We know that the Christian life can be hard to figure out, but we believe that everyone should know the next step for making their spiritual life more important to them. I'm Dad. I'm Bob. And I'm Dave. Welcome today. So many people struggle to understand Jesus as having two distinct natures. I think anyone who has even a passing understanding of Christianity knows that Jesus Christ lived in the early first century and that his life had a greater impact than any other person in the world. His teachings, as well as his miraculous birth, life, death, and resurrection are the foundation for Christianity. But as I said, what really makes Jesus unique is that Christians believe that he is both God and human. And so for today's episode, we're going to talk about these two natures of Jesus. So I want to kick it off, Bob, to you. What do we mean when we say the deity of Jesus? Yeah, the deity of Jesus or the deity of Jesus just simply means, uh, or deity means having the nature of God. So Christians believe that Jesus is God, the Son, the second person of the Trinity, along with the other two persons, God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. So we actually talked about that in another episode on the Trinity. I think maybe it would be helpful, too, as we start this conversation. There's a very popular image that we're going to pull up right now in the episode um, of a triangle. And the reason I think it is so helpful, this is something we've grown up seeing Dad use as an illustration in classes taught at the church and wherever else, um, because everyone— would say and recognize a triangle's yeah that's one shape right what's nice it, everyone recognizes a triangle everyone knows what a triangle is let's not be <laughs> let's not be silly about it you may be listening to this thinking to yourself a- what's a triangle i don't know what a triangle is how many degrees is that <laughs> how many sides um but why it's helpful in our opinion you're looking at the illustration right now is because you've got three separate corners and a triangle isn't a triangle unless it has right three separate corners whose sum of angles add to 180, right? Isn't is something like that? Ooh, that's 180, good. That's, 180 I, degrees? I forgot all that. Well, so all that being said, we look at that knowing there's three distinct points, three distinct pieces or sides, um, but without any three of them, it fails to be a triangle, but with all them together, it creates a triangle. Thus, we've got this great um, illustration yeah. for the Trinity. So what does that three, have to do with God? Three separate um, identities, but in one fundamental essence. So you've got God the Father, the Holy Spirit, and Christ the Son, but who are all equally God. Yeah, and I like that because what you have then is, what you're saying is is that those three points have to be there for it to be a triangle. That's what you said. And yet what we're talking about when we talk about the triangle is that that refers to the one essence, the divine mm-hmm. essence of God, right? Okay, all right. So let's go ahead and keep moving with this. Dave, um, one of the things that you were talking about is that Christians believe uh, that Jesus is fully God, but we also believe that he's fully human as well, right? Right. Well, one of the biggest questions you're going to get is, how can that be? That has to be contradictory, right? What has to be contradictory? How could Jesus be fully human and fully God? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a great that's a great question. So that situation is legitimately what Christians Christians themselves refer to as a mystery, right? But this is what we mean by that. This is what I mean by that. Like, it means that our finite human minds can't totally understand or comprehend the full extent of that reality. That's what we mean by mystery, right? Yep. But 
I would add to that, when we're talking about mysteries, when we're trying to talk with people that either do not have the faith or are, in fact, trying to denigrate our faith in, in front of others, we want to be Or able, if they just don't know. Yeah, or if they just don't know, um, and that includes some Christians struggle with this as oh, well. Yeah. One of the great phrases that I grew up hearing throughout my seminary training was, some of these illustrations, like Dave talking about the triangle, since we cannot comprehend an infinite God, at least with our finite minds, we can apprehend or we can grasp sufficiently sure. to help others see that it isn't necessarily contradictory. Sure. Okay. Does so that make sense? So it's like, so let me make sure I understand what you're saying. Like, comprehend means you can't fully figure out all the details exactly. in some sense. But apprehend means I can explain this sufficiently enough, at least through analogies and stuff like that, so that we know it doesn't have to be contradictory. Yes. Yeah. 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 Good. Good. Um, let me then expand on your uh, diagram, then, Dave, because so if we return to our diagram and we have that triangle again which is the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Now imagine that one of the corners, the corner labeled Son, that represents Jesus, right? The Son, uh-huh. adding a circle that just touches, connects with that corner called the Son. That circle then would represent Jesus's perfect human nature. Well, I maybe dive into that for a second because I think it can get very confusing if we don't define what nature is Yeah, because we don't want to say that there are two coexistent persons within one shell of, oh, a, yeah. of an identity of Christ. Well, no, it was like Super Saiyan God living within this human shell waiting to burst out. It's like, no. no. Yeah, what do we maybe mean? give us handles for that as if we're going to continue. Yeah, so when we talk about a nature, essentially all that means is all of the attributes or characteristics of a being. And there are two types of beings. There is God, and then there are human beings. So the nature of God would include his characteristics of being eternal and infinite, all-powerful, all-knowing. On the other hand, the nature of a human being would be limited. So they would be limited in power, limited in knowledge, and just limited overall in their abilities. Mm -hmm. So it's... Jesus, the eternal son, having the eternal divine nature, taking on a second nature, right. right, a perfect human nature. And that, of course, happens through the virgin conception of the virgin birth, which we talk about in another episode as well. So, so, so basically, to summarize, you're not degrading or diminishing the perfection of Christ's, um, what we'll say, kind of God, or... yeah, God, like, divine nature right if we're going to stick with the nature yeah uh, moniker so we're not we're not saying that that was in any way less than perfect or full and complete however i think what we're trying to say is this illustration is helpful to show that in one person both natures are coexistent and this is a helpful analogy for us to understand how that could be um once again we recognize that it is a mystery but i do think that that's helpful um well, I would say one last caveat about that too is like Jesus is not half God and half man. Yes. And I just want to make that clear also. There's finally like he's one person with two distinct natures. He's that's why a lot of times you just hear the phrase like he's fully God mm-hmm. and fully man. Yeah. Right. That's that's half. the best way to explain it. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, right. It is. Um, okay. So we've we've helped people understand both visually and auditorily how Jesus could have two natures. 
He has a pre-existing, eternal, infinite, mm-hmm. divine nature. Mm-hmm. At his conception, he took on a perfect human nature. Okay, well, that's great. But, you know, how is that supposed to help me? As you know, I've taught for decades now, and I still get people asking the same question. Well, then, how is it possible? Why are you so handsome? <laughs> I where just do you, don't where, understand where it. Where do you buy your shirts? How do you smell so good all the time? What hair product do you use? Because it's amazing. Yeah, you'll have it's to write in working. for Same questions for you. all the time. All decades. The time. So Pops pomade now in the merch. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, just now wipe in the online up. shop. Yeah, that's right. Uh, now I've lost totally my yeah, train. What, of what questions? Yeah, what, what were the questions? questions? Right. Time that's and right. again. Yeah, uh, but you guys feel free to jump in with all. No, we won't. Okay. We right. like to preserve yeah. formality yeah. around yeah, that's here. That's right. Okay. Maybe, but yeah. Get, so what's what's the point? Well, think about this. How is it possible if Jesus really was God? The Bible is clear in the New Testament. Jesus became tired. Mm, uh huh. He suffered. Oh, yeah, I see. Right? Uh He ate food. He became hungry. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you got that set of problems Mm -hmm. that people get confused by. And then you have the other problem, which is Jesus, we know, existed. There's no doubt that he existed in the early first century AD. Mm -hmm. Well, if Jesus is walking around, right, being followed by all these disciples, Mm -hmm. how is it that he, at the exact same time, can be Mm all-powerful— all-knowing, mm. eternal, and infinite. Yeah. Don't you see how that's going to confuse people? Y- y- yes and no. So let's let's break it down very simply. We're not pretending that there's some new amalgamation amalgamation of an of a nature that is God manhood, right? We can still maintain both with distinct, helpful sort of understandings by both natures, right? So he did not compromise his human nature. He was fully man. So yes, he got hungry and he slept. Mm -hmm. There were things that he did not know because of his human nature. And yet simultaneously, he didn't uh, degrade or lose his divine nature, Mm -hmm. meaning, yes, simultaneously, he was uh, all-knowing. He was fully God. But we recognize that there is an intrinsic, not compromise, but um, blend of these two natures in tandem because obviously if he is one man, he can't also be omnipresent because he was in one human body at that time. That's something he set aside for our sake when he was incarnated, right? More on that later, but... Well, but so here's the so here's my question. Okay, so did Jesus get hungry or tired or suffer? Yes. What do and, you mean? And what I would say, I just want to go back because I know what you meant, but I don't want anyone to confuse. When you say yeah. they blend, right. we're not saying that that human and divine ever No, but it's not a he, mixture. He it's had not, both natures simultaneously. Both right. natures. So as yep. a man, he got hungry. As right. God, no. no. As man, he, did, he grew in uh, stature and in wisdom and in favor with God and yeah. man. But as God, no, he was in perfect knowledge and power at all times. So and, when you ask right. one question, go ahead. Well, that's what I was going to say, because you guys are helpful to me in saying, basically, you're asking me two questions. Exactly. Yeah. I agree with that. I like that. Right? Yeah, you're not. Yeah, correct. There, are, asking, there are two he, parallel questions that's, happening. That's why, like, me asking one question is, okay, so did Jesus get tired? Dave, your answer is yes. As, As a human, a uh-huh. he got tired. Mm-hmm. And, Dad, your answer is no. God in his divine God. nature doesn't get tired. Exactly. Or sa- Same thing if I say, did Jesus know all things? Dave, your answer is, as a human, no. no. Like, it clearly says, like, he was a child, and yep. he grew in wisdom mm-hmm. and stature. And then, God, your answer is, or, Dad, your answer is, no, not God. Whoa, watch it there. <laughs> Close call. Um, your answer is... As God, yes, he yeah, knew right. all things. Of course he did. So it's right. two questions answering based on his two natures that helps explain 
kind of how the New Testament can talk about both of those things. He's weak, yeah. and yet he's also omnipotent. He's ignorant but he, and growing in knowledge, but he's also all-knowing. He's yeah. limited yet infinite. That's good. Well, can I have just one verse on that? Sure. That to me was helpful. So I'm reading through uh, the Gospel of John. In chapter 14, I come on the verse that many listening, probably you're familiar with this verse too, when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Right? And then he follows that up by even deepening that claim and saying, if you'd known me, you would have known my father also. Mm. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So he's making this clear claim that I am divine, right? I'm yes. God the son. Yes. But where's he making that claim? While he's eating. While he's eating dinner with his disciples, right? He's needing to get yeah. fed. And so it's a clear picture to me of him both saying, like, I'm God. I'm divine. I have my divine nature from all time. And yet at mm-hmm. the same time, I'm human. I'm eating this fish and bread or whatever it is with you guys. Yep, that's right. So I have to say, I love the way you phrased it, one of you guys phrased it, which is whenever you ask the one question about Jesus, you're actually asking two questions, Mm. one in his human nature, one in his divine nature. Okay, so why did Jesus even have to come to earth and be fully God and perfectly human? Yeah, this is... um... That's a powerful question. Just say, read the Old Testament and just... <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, yeah. I mean, really, Dave, like you're right. Like so It's really confusing once you start reading the Bible and you get into these books where there is so much blood, right? Seriously. There is so much... Like, animal sacrifice. Animal sacrifice. Oh, also man. the name of your new Christian metal band. Yeah. <laughs> sacrifice. Um, so there's so much blood and you go, what is going on here? And it's all of these priestly sacrifices in the Old Testament... Yep. All of them could never be the ultimate sacrifice. They only point to the one final sacrifice, a perfect human for all imperfect humans. Mm. And who is that? Jesus, Jesus. right? So as a human, Jesus could represent us humans and being sinless, he could be our substitute. He's the only one who could be the perfect lamb, right? So only Jesus can take all all the punishment we should have received from God because of our sins. Mm. 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 Which I feel like has so many beautiful layers of, of poetry and substance and cosmic alignment. I mean, goodness gracious, seeing God's providence and how Christ fulfilled those things. But maybe I want to tack on a brief reminder that while he was the perfect sacrifice, he did he, he rose again. And mm-hmm. he is, in fact, still alive today, reigning in glory uh, until he returns, right? So... We look at the sacrifice, we look at Christ's time on earth, but we also have to recognize that that same person is sitting at the right hand of the Father on high mm. right now um, in e- even new capacities, right? Like mediating between God the Father and man still, um, preparing mediating. a place for mm. us, right? Um, he's not inactive. Yeah. He is still working for our good. And that blows my mind that it's like, we look back at the cross and we say, well, wow, Jesus had to be fully human to represent humans. And yet at the same time, he had to be God to be the one who had enough power and purity to do this because yeah. no humans could. Yeah. But then we look forward and we go, holy, well, you look in the present and the future yeah. and we go, well, he's the reigning God in heaven, but he's also still has his human body. Right. And he's still a user word mediating for us. Like I think in, in Timothy, when it talks about like, there's only one mediator between God and man, the, the Jesus, the yeah. one who's the perfect God man. Yeah. Yep. Well, we come to the final question for this podcast, and it is the so what question. How do we practically apply this? So how do the two natures of Jesus impact us and our listeners 
in a practical way? Uh, number one, I would say it gives Christians full, full confidence, no second guessing that Christ was enough. He was fully God. Mm. He's fully man. And only he could step in um, as our sacrifice. Mm. Both natures were necessary. Mm. And, it, and it worked, right? Mm. Praise the Lord. Yeah. And it makes me think about um, that we have a sympathetic God. Um, Jesus knows what tears taste like. Like he knows what sweat feels like. He knows what disappointments and mm. abandonment um, feel like because he experienced those. It's it's what Hebrews talks about in Hebrews chapter four. It says, for we don't have a high priest, talking about Jesus in heaven, who's unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. Yeah. No, instead, what do we have? One who in every respect has been tempted as we are, mm. yet without sin. So I can trust Jesus that he not only hears me, but he understands yeah. as I pray and I live my spiritual life and he has the power to help. Mm. So to me, Jesus's two natures is the perfect picture of one who is able to sympathize and one who has power because he's accomplished my salvation. So I am so thankful for Jesus's ministry. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. And thank you for listening to the Bin Min Podcast, where we believe everyone should know their next step for making their spiritual life more important to them. Bin Min is a resource ministry to help you discover those next steps. So please, if you're so moved, like and subscribe to our channel here. Be sure to subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to check us out on socials. Yeah, thanks for joining us this time and we'll look forward to next time. God bless.